Shalom to all. Today's daf is Erev Daf Samach. We're starting seven lines from the top, the third word on the line. Today's daf is sponsored. B'schus Meirenu, Rabbi Shmario, Yosef Chaim, Ben Pesha Miriam. Hashem should grant him a refuah shlema, bekar of mamish. Now we concluded yesterday's daf with a discussion whether or not a ladder leaning against a wall, providing access to the other side, changes this wall to now be considered open, or if the wall retains its status as mechitza. And the Gemara says, We have a wall which is completely lined with ladders, so it's very easy to access the other side of the wall. Even if there's more than 10 amas of ladders, it still retains its status as a mechitza. In the wine press of Reb Chanina, me, Amr Shmuel, Taras Mechitza Olaf, did Shmuel really say that it still retains its status as a Mechitza? Ve'amr Rav Nachman, Amr Shmuel, he had said, and this is what we concluded yesterday's Gemara with, Anchim Repeset, Anchim Chatzar, we have people that live in the Repeset, which is the upper level within the same Chatzar, and the people in the Chatzar, they live on the ground level, Shashachu, they both forgot Veloy Irvu, and they did not make an Erev together, so technically no one should be allowed to carry within this Chatzar. Im Yesh Lefanei Adaka Arba, if there's a small little entranceway right before the ladder of Fort Tfachim High, so the people of the Chatzar are not ushered to carry there, only the people of the Repeset are usher to carry there. The Imlav, if there's not this little entranceway, Iseris, then everyone's usher to carry there. So clearly see that since this ladder provides access to the people of the Mirpeset to get to their houses, it's considered like a Pesach, like an opening, and it does not allow the wall that the ladder is leaning against to retain its status as a Mechitza. So the Gemara answers, no, Hachamai Skinner over here, what are we talking about? Deloy Gavai Mirpeset Asar. The Mirpeset is not tent Fachim high, so therefore it's considered halachically open into the Chatzar, and it's really like everyone's living on the same level. It just happens to be the people of the Mirpeset are living a little bit higher. Up. So the Gemara asks, If the Merpeset it's not ten Tfachim high, now that the people of the Merpeset made this little entranceway before their ladder, my Hava, why does it help us at all? It's still considered halachically open into the Chatzar, and this little entranceway shouldn't accomplish anything. So the Gemara answers as it did yesterday, the Merpeset is fenced in up until ten Amas, meaning it has a gap of no more than ten Amas. The Kim into Avidaka, now that the people of the Merpeset made this little entranceway before the ladder, they're showing that they want to remove the Merpeset from the Chatzar, and therefore, the Merpeset is not considered like it's part of the Chatzar, and, and even though no Erev was made, the people that live in the Chatzar are allowed to carry there freely. However, this has nothing to do with the ladder. Really, a ladder still allows the Mechitza to retain its status as a Mechitza, and it doesn't change it to be considered a Pesach. And now back to the discussion of our Mishnah, that if we have a city that's at Yershel Rabbim, more than 600,000 people live there, we're not allowed to make an Erev around the entire city, we have to exclude some part of the city from it. And the Gemara says, <laughs> The people of Kakunai, the Asul Kameh Yosef, they came in front of Yosef. Amrulay, they told her of Yosef, Havlon Gavra, please send us a person, Dula they can help us make an Arab around our city and leave some of it out. Amrulay Labai, so Rav Yosef told Abai, Zil, you should go Arablu, help them make their Arab, Vachazi, and see to it, Dulaimatsafhala that they're not going to yell at you in the base Majish. Make sure you know what you're doing. Azal Abai went, Chazal Hanubate de Psichilinara. He saw that there were houses that were open to the river at the edge of the city, and they were not open into the city. Amr so Abai said, Hani Lahavushi Lamasa, those are going to be the ones that are excluded from the area of the city. Hadar Amar, but then Abai told himself, Our Mishnah said, you're not allowed to make an Erev around the entire thing. Mechal, that implies that that if you wanted to make an Erev around the entire city, you could. However, these houses that are open only towards the river, and they're not open towards the rest of the city, they can't even be included in the Erev if we wanted to. So they can't be considered the Shi or the exclusion. El also Abai said, I'm going to make windows for them. These windows are going to face the city. If they want to make an Erev by way of the windows, then they could make an Erev that way, so then we can consider them as the exclusion of the city. 
Hadar Amar, but then Abai said, Loi Bai, I don't have to make windows for it. Though Rabba Baravu Ma'arav La Lakula Machuza, Rabba Aravua made an Erev around the entire Machuza, Arsiasa Arsiasa, neighborhood by neighborhood. Now, the reason why he separated the Erev by neighborhoods is Mishum Pair de Now, take a look at the picture on Rashi. We've had this previously. We have different sections of the city, different sections of Mavois. That's the squiggly lines. And then in between each neighborhood of Mavois, we have these Pair de which are these large pits that were used for storing food. There's no access across the entire area occupied by the Pair de so therefore, each of these neighborhoods are like their own little separate mini-city within this very large city. And he made a separate Eruv for each of these separate sections of Mavuiz, these different neighborhoods of Mavuiz. And now really, this entire city was at Yershul Rabim. There was more than 600,000 people in it. So technically, you're not going to make an Eruv around the entire city unless we exclude some part of the city from it. And now the Gemara says, each one of these neighborhoods, which was enclosed by its own Erev, is considered the exclusion from the other neighborhood. And Even if you wanted to make an Erev around the entire city, you wouldn't be able to because there's no access from one neighborhood to the other because there's these pair de Beituri in the middle. Nonetheless, we still are able to consider one neighborhood as the exclusion from the other neighborhood. Therefore, we do not have to have this ability to join this area inside the Erev. So too, these houses, even though they don't have windows facing the city, we don't have to make windows, and they could be considered the exclusion of the city. But then Hadar Amr Abai went back and said, Loi dami, it's really not comparable. If they wanted to connect the different neighborhoods, they could make a bridge going across these pair de Beituri, and they'd be able to make an Erev like that. But Vahani, these houses that are facing the river, Loi Ma'arvi, there's no way for them to even possibly make an Erev with the rest of the city unless we make a hole and make a window facing the city. Therefore, I'm going to make windows so they can have a potential of making an Erev. But then Hadar Amr, Abai went back and said, Kavi really we don't need to make windows for it. Tahu Tivna, because there was a granary, he had this granary, and this was considered the exclusion for the entire Erev of the city Pumpadisa. And even though a granary doesn't need to have an Erev made for it, so we see that something that doesn't need an Erev or we're not able to include something in Erev could still be considered as the exclusion of the Erev of the city. And Omar, he said, that's what Rabbi Yisif had told me. Chazi, see to it. They don't yell at you in the base medrash. Meaning, you have to really understand why you're setting up this erev and how you're going to be setting it up, so no one yells at you for making windows in their houses if you didn't really need to make a window in that house. And now back to explaining our mission, we had said the type of exclusion that has to be left out of a large city is like the city Chadasha in Yehuda. Tanya, we have a brayso Amr Rabbi Yehuda. Ir Achas Hayse Yehuda. There was a city in Yehuda with Chadasha Shema, and its name was Chadasha. and there was fifty people living in it, Anashim, Vinashim, Vitaf, men, women, and children. Uba Hayu Misharim Chachamim, and with this city, that's how the Chacham would measure for all other cities. Vihi Hayseshir, and it also happened to be the exclusion of the larger city that it was attached to. There was a very large city, and there was a small little neighborhood or small little city on the outskirts of this large city, and the small city was called Chadasha. So it actually was the exclusion of this large city. And now the Gemara asks, Yibayilhu Chadasha Mahu, what about the city Chadasha itself? Are we allowed to make an Eruv around this city so that the people within this little mini city of 50 people are allowed to carry in it. So the Gemara says, Chadasha, this city, just like it is considered the exclusion of the large city's Erev, the large city is considered the exclusion of the small city. So of course you're allowed to make an Erev around it. So the Gemara says, really the question was as follows, what about a city that's as small as this city, Chadasha? There's only 50 people in it. And the Mepharshim explained this question to me that it used to be a Irshel Rabim and now its population decreased so much 
launch, there's only 50 people in it. So do we have to exclude some of that city also because considered an Irshel Rabbim? Or since there's so few people in it, we don't have to exclude any of the city from the Erev. Rav Huna, Rav Yehuda, or one of them says, Bayishir, we still have to exclude some of it. And the other one says, Why Bayishir, we do not need to exclude any of it because it's such a small city. And we had a Machlekes in the Mishnah, Rav Shimon, he says, Gimel Chatzeres, that the exclusion of the city is not an area of 50 people, it's just three Chatzeres that have two houses each. He argues and he says, even if there's just one house or one Chatzer that's left out. The Gemara asks, You're allowed to leave out one Chatzer? No one lives in a Chatzer. You can't just live in a Chatzer without a house in it. So, how could that be considered the exclusion of the Arab of the city? The Gemara says, You're right. What he really meant to say was, Even one house inside one Chatzer, that can be considered the exclusion. This halacha from Yosef, Gemara, is that a halacha that's based off of something his Rebbe said? Or is just his own svara? Amrlehi said, What's the difference? Amrlehi so responded, Gemara, Gomer, Zmaira said, Hey, you just want me to learn something and it should be like a song that doesn't need an explanation? Everything needs an explanation. So I want to know whether or not he got it from his Rebbeim or whether it's just a svara that he thought of on his own. And the Mishnah continues, Misha Ibn Mezuch, someone who's standing in the east of Amr Lebunai, and he told his son, Arev Libemayr, please make an heir for me on the west side. Bemayr, if he's standing on the west of Amr Lebunai, and he told his son, Arev Libemezrach, please make an heir for me on the east side. In Yeshimenu Ama, if there's 2,000 Amas from him to his house, Ule Iruve Yoisimikan, but there's more than 2,000 Amas to his heir of Motor Lebesa, he's allowed to go to his house, he's being kind of Shvisa in his house, and he's not being kind of Shvisa from where the Erev is, because the Erev is more than 2,000 Amas away from him. If it's 2,000 Amas to his Erev, but more than that to his house, so he's not being kind of Shvisa at his house, he is being kind of Shvisa where his Erev is. And the mission continues, Someone who places his Erev in the outskirts of the city, within 70 and two-thirds Amas out of the city, he didn't accomplish anything, because that's still considered part of the city, and he hasn't gained anything by placing his Erev within the confines of the city. However, if he places the Erev outside the Tchum, even one Amma, whatever he gained by placing his Erev outside the city, he lost towards the other side of the city. Remember, placing an Erev down doesn't extend your Tchum. It just shifts a person's Magam Shvisa. That means that if he places Erev a thousand Amas outside the city towards the east, he's allowed to walk two thousand Amas further eastward. A thousand of those he was able to go anyway because within the Tchum outside the city, whereas out the west side of the city, he's only able to walk a thousand Amas. So what he gained on one side, he lost on the other side. And now the Gemara starts explaining the first case of the Mishnah where he had said that he was towards the east and his son was towards the west or vice versa. And the Gemara says, When we thought that he was towards the east, we mean that he's eastward of his house. If he's west, that means he's west of his house. So we say, We can understand. If he's 2,000 Amas away from his house, but there's more than 2,000 Amas from him to his Erev, we find that that he could get to his house, but he's not able to access his Erev, because his Erev is on the other side of his house. But from him to his Erev is 2,000 Amas, but to his house is more than that. How are we ever going to have that case? The house is always in between him and his Erev. It just depends whether or not he's on the east side of it or the west side of it. So the Gemara answers, Are we talking that he's east or west of his house like we thought? It means that he's east of his son or west 
west of his son, but it's still possible that he's closer to his Eruv and further away from his house. Whereas Rav Bar of Shilamar, he answers no. It could be that he's east of his house. He's west of his house. For example, he's diagonal from his house, so therefore sometimes he's closer to his house, sometimes he's closer to his Eruv. Take a look at this picture on the left-hand side in Rashi. We see that he's on the bottom, that's where he is, whereas directly above him is his Eruv, and that's within 2,000 Amas of him, whereas his house is further away from him, more than 2,000 Amas away. So whichever one he's closer to, that's where he's going to be kind of Shvisa. And we had said, if he places the Eruv within the extension of the city, so then he didn't gain anything, whereas if he placed it outside the Tchum, so then whatever he gained on one side, he lost on the other side. The Gemara says, how could it be that he places Eruv outside the Tchum? He would have no access to that Eruv on Shabbos. We say, he placed it outside the extension of the city, he placed it in the area where we start measuring the Tchum of the city, meaning more than 70 and two-thirds Amma outside of the city. So the Mishnah had said, Mashiniskar humafsid. Whatever he gained on one side, he lost on the other side. The Gemara asked, Mashiniskar vesuloi. Whatever he gained, and that's it. Vatanya, we have a brisa. A person places the Erev within the extension of the city. He didn't gain anything because that Erev doesn't extend his Tchum at all. However, if he placed it outside the extension of the city, even one Amma, he gains that Amma. He loses out on the entire city. Because when he starts counting his tchum from one alma outside the city, and he starts walking back in towards the city, he has to count the entire city as part of his tchum. So he didn't just lose out the one alma that he's left the city, he loses out the entire city. When he was kind of shvisa within the city, he gets to walk around the entire city as if it's Dalit Amas, and he measures 2,000 amas from every single exit of the city. However, when he was kind of shvisa outside the city, he counts 2,000 amas from there, and the city's going to be counted as part of his tchum. So the Gemara answers, like, it's not a problem. Khan, this bride that we just quoted, it's talking about where his 2,000 Amas finished halfway through the city. So then he's not allowed to walk around the city. Khan, whereas our Mishnah is talking, that his count of 2,000 Amas ends at the end of the city. This is just like Rav Edi. A person's measuring his Erev. He's outside the city and he starts counting 2,000 steps. And his Erev, his count, finishes halfway through the city. He's only allowed to walk around that half of the city. If he finishes his count at the end of the city, the entire city becomes like four Amas. And he's allowed to continue counting his Erev outside the city. Now this is a very unique halacha with Tchum. When someone is kind of Shvisa outside a city and his 2,000 Amas ends somewhere in the middle of the city, he's allowed to walk no more than that. However, if his 2,000 Amas passes through the entire city, then we just consider the city as if it's four Amas and he continues measuring from outside the city. So for example, let's say he was kind of Shvisa in Amma outside the city and the city itself was only 1,500 Amas wide. So he would count the entire city as just being four Amas and then he would measure another 1,990 Amas out of the city. But if he was kind of Shvisa, much further out of the city, and when he counts his 2,000 Amas, that ends off right in the middle of the city, then he's stuck and he's not allowed to even walk around the rest of the city. And Amar Vidi Ravidi says, Ein elu These words that I just quoted from Rabbi Shubin Levi, they're just words of prophecy, meaning they for sure are true because Rabbi Shubin Levi said them, but since they have no reasonable explanation behind them, it must be that it was like a Nevoah. He must have gotten it from his Rebbeim, but the same way that Navi gets something from Hashem, and we 
we don't necessarily have an explanation to it, so too this has no reasonable explanation behind it. Why is that? Mali calls up a or Mali calls up a Sefir. What does it make a difference if his count of 2,000 Ams ends halfway through the city or at the end of the city? He should be allowed to walk around the entire city and it should be considered like Dalad Amas. There should be no difference. Now we're going to pause here for the day, a little bit of a cliffhanger, and we're going to pick up right in the middle of the Sugya tomorrow. But for now, everyone should have a wonderful day.